Welcome to sermons from St. Paul's Lutheran Church of Minot, North Dakota. St. Paul's is anchored in the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and for the world. The following sermon is from Rev. Dr. Matthew Richard. Holy Gospel, according to St. Matthew, the 8th chapter. When Jesus got into the boat, his disciples followed him. And behold, there arose a great storm on the sea, so that the boat was being swamped by the waves, but he was asleep. And they went and woke him, saying, Save us, Lord, we are perishing. And he said to them, Why are you afraid, O you of little faith? Then he rose and rebuked, the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. And the men marveled, saying, What sort of man is this, that even winds and sea obey him? This is the gospel of the Lord. In the name of Jesus. Amen. If asked, yes, if asked, most of us would say that we have strong faith. We really would. Yeah, our faith is strong. We're secure. We're faithful, right? After all, it is easy to say that we have strong faith when things are going well in our life. Take the disciples, for example, from our reading in the Gospel of Matthew this morning. That day when they got onto that boat with Jesus, most likely they would have said that their faith was strong as well. They were solid in the faith. Things were well. And the reason why? Subconsciously, their heart trusted in a calm sea. They looked out at the sea, it was calm. They looked at the weather, it looked good. They trusted in their boating experiences as well-experienced fishermen. And so they would have most likely said that they had strong faith, steadfast faith. What they could see, what they could touch, what they could feel, what they could experience was good at the moment. Ah, but how did that change? How that changed later that night when the going got tough? You see, later that night, a tremendous storm erupted. It was like an earthquake in the sea. And just like that, fear exploded in the disciples. It just burst forth. Fear came out. They became faithless. They became faithless because their so-called faith was not connected to Christ and his kingdom, but instead was connected to what they could see, what they could touch, what they could feel, what they could experience. And what they could see and what they could touch and feel and experience at that moment, at that time, in that boat, it was not good, my friends. It was not good at all. Very bad. It was dangerous. Thus, the reason why they had little faith. Little faith and a lot of fear. Now, it might be a bit of a surprise to you and me, but when the disciples woke Jesus up, Jesus did not immediately comfort them He did not make everything better. They did not go and they woke Jesus up and Jesus woke up, looked at them and said, here, here now, my dear little cupcakes, I'll take care of all things. No, instead, when they woke Jesus up, Jesus, get this, he rebuked them. He rebuked the disciples before he rebuked the wind and the waves. He harshly said to them, why are you fearful? 
Why are you faithless, O you of small and tiny faith? I'm not sure. I'm not sure that we Christians fully understand the implications of what Jesus is saying here. He is saying that the opposite of faith, listen carefully, the opposite of faith is fear. Yes, fear is the opposite. It's the antithesis, the opposite, the opposite of faith. And so contrary to what many believe, fear is not, I repeat, it is not a virtue, but it is sin. Let me say that again to be perfectly clear. Fear is sin. It is a sin because it is the exact opposite of faith. Christ rebuked the disciples for their timid fear and their dreadful lack of faith. He did not excuse it. He did not excuse their fear, but he condemned it as wrong and sinful. But, but we might be tempted to push back against this and react and backpedal a little bit. After all, it was a great storm, was it not? one in which the disciples, they could have died? And so wasn't fear an appropriate response to such an incredible and powerful storm such as they were experiencing? Yes, it was a proper response, but I might add for unbelief. It was a proper response of unbelief, not a proper response of faith. As I mentioned before, fear has been made by some into a virtue In fact, it is not uncommon to see fearful people in our day and age peddling fear to get others to be fearful with them. As they say, misery loves to have company. Nonetheless, one is hard-pressed to find any portion of Scripture in the Bible promoting fear as a virtue, as something good. The only exception, obviously, being that reverent fear of God. When I say fear of God, knowing that God is God and we are not, that he's above us and we have a reverential fear, seeing that we are below him and that he is above us. So let me shoot straight. Faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. In other words, faith does not look to the harsh winds. It does not look at the large waves, and it does not look to the threatening seas of life. Faith does not look at every little experience and every circumstance and every threat of life. No, that's what fear does. That's exactly what fear does. Fear looks at the threats of life. Fear looks at the problems of life. Fear looks at everything temporal and then produces timidity, produces dread. It produces faithlessness in us. But again, we may push back against this, saying, we do not hold a blind faith, do we? I mean, as Christians, we're, 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 not, we're not blind faith holders. We certainly do not hold to a naive kind of faith where we put our head in the sands, do we, Pastor? Do we? I mean, is that, is, that what, is that what we're getting from this, that we have a blind faith? No, we do not. And truth be told, these are actually bad questions to begin with. For questions like these show that we do not properly understand faith correctly. Dear friends, it is easy for us to misconstrue what faith is. We can understand that a strong faith is perhaps a faith with no fear, being perhaps a spiritual muscle head. We can think to ourselves, I'm going to be strong in the faith, so I'm going to be a spiritual muscle head. We can 
Understand that faith is to have no fear. To be full of faith is to be confident, to be bold, to be strong, to be above all other fearful little minions below us. But this, my friends, is not faith. It's not a correct view. You see, the problem with fear and considering faith itself, fear and faith, first, the problem with fear is that it is something that occurs within our mind, in our body. Fear, it happens right here. It happens here. When the disciples, when they saw that wind, they saw the waves, they saw the mighty water all around them, they actually let the wind and the waves and the mighty waters enter into their minds. They allowed these threats into their bones, if you will. And once these threats got into their minds and into their hearts and into their bones, well, they were rattled to the core. They're no longer sober. They're no longer sober in the moment. But they were drunk on fear. They were foolish with dread. And that is the problem with fear. Indeed. When fear gets into us, and once it takes root, it drives off faith. It makes us irrational. It makes us stressed out. It makes us neurotic and emotional. And frankly, when it's all said and done, fear is completely powerless to fix the threats around us. It's completely powerless to do anything about the surrounding circumstances. And so instead of being sober-minded, instead of being alert in the moment, instead of being ready, we are actually doubly damned when fear has its way. We're not only surrounded by the threatening things of life, but through fear, these threatening things have entered into our mind, making us drunk on fear, paralyzed in death and dread and empty on faith. Dear friends, consider for a moment, when has it ever been good and right and salutary to allow the mind and the body and the soul to be ravaged by dread, to be torn by timidity, and to be plagued by unbelief? This is not healthy. Sure, it is healthy to be wise. We're not talking about not being wise. It's wise to be a good steward with our resources, wise to be wise with our bodies and our surroundings. It's good. It's good to be smart with our health, no doubt about it. It's good. It's beneficial to be wise with our finances and our resources, to be aware of the things around us. But to let fear, to let fear come and invade our mind, to let fear and get into our bones and into our souls, no, that's not healthy. Fear will never give peace, will never get rest, not even for a single moment. Fear never yields peace and rest, but it gives birth to more fear and more unrest. And so fear is sinful because we are called to be wise as serpents and innocent as doves, not paralyzed in fear. Besides, we are to only have one fear, as we've already mentioned, and that is a godly and a reverent fear of God, the God who is above us and Him alone. Perhaps I should have said this months or years ago. Perhaps maybe I was too fearful myself to say it. Nonetheless, it needs to be said, over the last several years, as we look out to the vast landscape of the Christian church in America and abroad, the church itself has let itself be dominated way too much by fear. Way too much fear. Fear from so many things. Fear from COVID, fear from politics, fear from the economy, fear from this, fear from that. Everything that comes through the news cycle from morning to night, we have all these things that continually plague us by fear. Now, we, we, we should expect, though, we should expect, though, that the world will promote fear. 
the world does the world does. The world produces fear, and it consumes fear as a daily diet, but not the church, not the church, not you, not you. Lord, have mercy. Dear friends, we, we must repent of letting fear dominate our thoughts, dominating our words and our deeds, for this is not who we are. It's not who you are as Christians. Never forget that you and I were redeemed, not unto fear, but we were redeemed into faith. We were given faith as a gift, faith that chases away fear. Baptized saints, listen up. Faith itself, faith itself, it looks to the promises of God despite our predicaments, despite what's going on around us. Faith looks to the promises of God. It hears the promises of God. It clings to the promises of God. It clings to Christ. Faith itself hears the word of forgiveness. It does not pay attention to the condemning words of the world. Faith, it looks to the kingdom that comes, not the failing kingdom at hand. Faith says, let your will be done, not I hope my will will be done. And so faith relies on that which is anchored. Yes, that which is anchored. Faith is attached to an immovable rock. Faith does not cling to the winds and the waves and the raging sea of the world. But faith, it clings to Christ because faith is given by Christ. Faith clings to the one that does not cringe, the one that does not change, the one that does not react to anything. Dear friends, mark this. None of your fears will add a day to your life, but it may subtract, these fears may subtract days from your life with added stress and strain. Furthermore, not having fear is not the same as being reckless. We have to keep in mind, it's not the same as being reckless or naive, but instead, having no fear is to have faith. Not an empty faith. Not an empty faith, though, but a faith that is given and sustained by Christ. It's the kind of faith. Mark this, it's the kind of faith that says this. I will row as hard as I can. I will scoop water out of this boat as fast as I can. And in the end, my boat may still sink. And I may drown, but Christ, he is with me, and I trust him no matter what happens. I will not fear, for he is with me. I am baptized. I'm forgiven. Baptized saints, while the world will indeed flee from sin, death and the devil with fear, lots of fear, faith, on the other hand, will stand before sin, death, and the devil, saying this, Come hell or high water, I cling to Christ, and Christ holds me even stronger. Sting as you may, death, condemn as you try, O sin, hiss as loud as you want, O devil, for Christ is bigger than you, he has defeated all, and has authority over you. My health may fail, my heart may grow weary, but the Lord remains the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Baptized saints, do not fear. You are not alone in a scrappy little fishing boat, but you are in Christ's scrappy little church. And the fact of the matter is Christ is with you. Indeed, you are not alone, no matter how big the waves, no matter how strong the winds and how deep the waters are, you are not alone. You have Christ. 
He has forgiven you, and he has created and sustained faith in you, and he will see you through to the end. Be steadfast, dear saints, in the faith, for Christ is ultimately faithful to you, and he chases your fear away. Come, Lord Jesus. Amen. strong word bespeaks us righteous bright with thine own holiness thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon you can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from pastor matthew richard's blog at www.pastormatrichard.org or visit saint paul's website at www.stpaulsminot.org The Lord bless and keep you.